0: I was about to say something, but I totally forgot. Uh, we were talking about AC in
1: the vehicle, yeah.
2: yeah, air conditioning for those who don't know abbreviations. I will say that was one of the.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, do you, you think there's
2: anybody yeah. that doesn't know what AC means?
0: So <laughs> there's some random person like Are you talking about. Oh no!
2: Ele- uh, alternating current. Uh, yes, that's Alternate what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was
0: going to say alternative current uh, current I was like that's not right there's <laughs> that's a that's the type of music I think it's close though I got like <laughs> a portion of the word right oh
1: gee whiz Satan why am I so unhappy
0: Jim it's just like I said Jimmy Jim like I said
1: just stop sucking so much.
0: Because you suck, Jimmy. <laughs> I will say that AC was one of the weirdest things that I found out that, like, not every home in the world has, like, centralized cooling. Most homes in the world don't. Yeah. And that blew my mind.
2: <laughs> How old are you when you heard that? When you figured that out? <laughs>
0: I think it, I had to have been mid-twenties. Wow. Because I was talking to Richard about it, who's from New York. I haven't traveled a lot, so I didn't really think <laughs> yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. And my family in Kentucky, which is like the highest I've been, mm-hmm. has AC. Yeah. So when they were talked about it, I'm like, yeah, we don't really have AC. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Yeah, the houses I grew up in, none of them had AC.
2: I mean, we had that window unit in a couple of them, but mostly it was just sweat. In bed for, but it was Rhode Island in like Ohio, so
0: you got like, dude, those are so far apart, aren't they?
2: Yeah, I only lived in Ohio for a year when I was six, but mm. I was in Rhode Island the rest of the time, and it's just like you get like three nights during the summer where you feel uncomfortable. It's so, you can That's do it. not bad. No, no, it usually gets down to like the, in the sixties or seventies at night. So That's or fifties w- even
0: during the summer. During the summer. That's That's awesome, a dream dude. yeah <laughs> it's fantastic dude, i feel like the house i'm in now gets on like 70 at night and i still wake up sweating sometimes <sighs> yep i pretty much wake up sweating every night I
2: mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's just um i'm a large
0: human you know there's something i heard too about meat sweats meat sweat have you heard about that (laughs) because you
2: eat like eating too much wheat meat and it makes you sweat yeah yeah everybody doing uh.
0: it's apparently a thing I've never heard of it you don't get that it's the
2: keto diet (laughs) that's how you that's how you lose the extra weight you sweat (laughs) all night of course (laughs) you need to buy a new mattress after a month every month (laughs) this is like the nastiest
0: like soggy bed stain ever oh
2: yeah. That is awful. That's awful. That's what they make covers for. You got to have the pre-
0: mattress protector. Oh, you're talking about the plastic thing. Like well, grandma has. No, nah, I mean
2: <laughs> they make them nicer than that now, too. Yeah, you can get like it's uh I don't know, it's like rubberized hmm. cloth or something. It's like cloth and then there's a layer built into it and so, so it like doesn't waterproof yeah it's not plastic it's not like you wrinkle when you're it. <laughs> <laughs> you up sleeping in a bag of chips
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, i definitely had
0: a grandparent that had that plastic on everything really yeah which i thought was hilarious because they never did anything
2: no i and i had friends growing up in rhode island who uh they're like so in rhode island i knew a lot of portuguese people and part of their culture was like when you walk into their house their living room is actually like at least in the area that i was the living room was not the live it's like a living room but it's only for special occasions and you don't sit in the living room and everything's covered in plastic and there's like plastic runners on the floor but the furniture stays in mint condition for like 75 years. That's true. <laughs> so that's like their show furniture. <laughs> and I don't know, I think I don't even know if they ever take the plastic off. I think they just keep it on even when company like when they've got the big visit, mm. they keep the plastic on just in case anyone gets crazy, you know. But
0: It's like, it's like China. Like fancy china ware. Yeah. Same just thing. Just take
2: it out for guests.
0: Hey, yeah, uh, I feel like we never use it. My dad and stepmom have fancy china and I I have no idea when I've ever used it. Thanksgiving. No, not even then. What I'm still part of the kids table 30 years old still sitting at the kids table only the, the grown ups
1: how old the do you have to the... be
2: to qualify for a grown up <laughs> so like 60 plus club
0: <laughs> so do you have kids yet no you're at you're the, the kid kids table. table you're not grown up oh, no. that's
2: not fair man getting punished for controlling your procreative powers <laughs> <laughs>
0: Controlling, I think, was a, a very uh, generous term. <laughs> well, well, I mean, a like... A lot of it's luck. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, it, it's been, con- like... Well, as far as you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> been in check. <laughs> I've,
0: done, I've done a much better job than a lot of people. I'll say that much. I'll give myself credit for that. Plus, yeah. you know, there's always an aspect, like, do you want to sit at the parents' table...
2: It's probably more boring. Right. But not my parents' table. Not like my table, because I'm the parent now. My table's pretty awesome. I know. You want to sit
0: there. It's it's backwards (laughs) in that situation. I don't want to sit at the kid's table now. But the kids
2: are so little, you would never fit at their table. Their table's like (laughs) 12 inches off the floor. So. (laughs) It's <laughs> like trying to eat around your knees. All right, you're definitely coming for dinner, and I'm putting the kids' table out for you.
0: <laughs> Bet. I'll do it. I'll hun- hunker down and look like the, was it Lioness from Peanuts?
2: Oh, Lioness. I thought you said Lioness. Like
0: <laughs> I kind of did. I just kind of like blended the words together. Uh, yeah. It tricked me. I wasn't entirely, I almost said lion-o. Lionel. Lionel that's Lionel is that, is that the name of the main character from Thundercats you probably don't remember that show yeah I love Thundercats you were not Thundercats they also yeah. remade Thundercats when I was in high school so oh really see I don't know that it was stuff. really good it was just more like anime style rather than like the really funny hilarious like 80s action that it yeah was back in the day it was 80s right yeah yeah I think so my parents good. didn't like me watching that cause it's magic Look. All right, what a great segue <laughs> intro! So before we jump into that, for everyone listening, I have Dan Riley. Welcome, thank you, thank you. Uh, for those who haven't, you haven't been on the podcast yet. Mm-mm. It's been so long since the other podcast. Yeah, uh, you're like a local uh, musician, the name of the other celebrity. <laughs> it's not worthy of mentioning, to be oh. honest with you. <laughs> i know i am just remaining silent
2: <laughs> i don't want to get in anything i'm not here for trouble man
0: no no i'm, I'm nah. just kidding Dad. about the same time i'm not gonna do it because right. it's fun for me to yeah. be vindictive <laughs> um, but yeah you're someone like a local musician celebrity you did your whole like you had a music festival that you threw Creating, not by yourself, obviously, but uh, that was your, your child, like your creative brainchild. Yeah, it was. Which is freaking awesome. And then, like, that's, like, one of, I feel like, a, a thousand things that you've done in town. <laughs>
2: well, I try to stay active. Um, <laughs> fucking succeeding. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, definitely with the... With the uh, episode Blackwater Boogie, I had a ton of he- awesome help on that, but it was like my initial idea. And I talked to Earl, and I was like, Earl, what do you think about this idea? And he's like, Oh, that's cool. Like, and then, like, we didn't talk about it again. But I talked to different people about it. And you talk about something enough, you think about something enough, you bring it to life.
0: You know? How long did it take from like your original idea? I think it was close to about
2: three years from the like the first time I thought of it till when it actually happened and like the way i had initially imagined it was a lot smaller than it ended up being um so but i mean it grew because you know other people joined the vision and there was help there people wanted to be part of it so yeah so well, why
0: not right <laughs> right i want to <laughs> i want to keep talking because i have questions so i want to remember what we pinpointed a minute ago because mm-hmm. I just had the idea. Now, the coronavirus or the COVID totally botched this year's this, so the second annual is yeah. not going to happen at all?
2: Not No, not this year. Okay. Yeah, it just it's...
0: I mean, I know a lot of things got yeah. pushed back or
2: canceled. So the problem is, is that if we were going to like, for me, the reason I decided that we just had to pull the plug um, was because if we were going to do it, we had to like really start planning hard net na- like now like I, last year we started planning in may and we were it, it was tight mm-hmm. this year we would be would have been in a better place because we did it once and so we had a lot of the stuff that we needed in place already and so there's a little less work going into the second year but it was just like our our main sponsor bailed on us our uh, title sponsor they weren't able to re-up and that when they had told us at the end of last year that they were going to and then they said we can't do it and I just feel like now it's not a time to be going around asking people for money to support uh, a festival like it's just there's just too many too many more important things that need to be done well i mean kicking back and enjoying yourself is (laughs) going to festivals great too but not with COVID hanging around like who knows what it's going to be and that was the obviously the the other main reason it's just like who knows what's going to happen with COVID? and so everybody on the planning committee was just like yeah this is we're gonna bump it to next year and we'll have more time to plan so hopefully All right.
0: next year we'll be good to go i was there the first time i set up yeah, i had like I a booth it was, it was awesome. amazing yeah so please uh <laughs> just ignore my ignorance here when was it last year
2: it was october 12th no oh my god october, uh, yeah it was october in october i think it was 12th and 13th
0: yeah okay so. yeah That's a good date. It was, like, really good weather, but I remember it being so hot.
2: Yeah, it was warm during the day, and it's because in that field there's no shade. If you're in direct sunlight, I want to say it didn't get above – I think it was in the, like, low 80s maybe during the day. That's not bad at all. Yeah, it was perfect, but you were in in the direct sunlight, and that's – I'm getting it. Yeah, but (laughs) (laughs) that's why, I mean, October, I would never – do something like that during the summer, or like even the spring is too sticky, man. It's, like, <laughs> it's like so humid. So I'm a fall kind of guy. It's always been my favorite season. So. Same,
0: yeah. I know we live here, so we get like a couple weeks. Yeah, like kind of, <laughs> you get kind of fall. Like winks at you. I hey. know. Except was <laughs> it May? No, we just got in June, but May's been was a really weird month here. Yeah, we had a few like cool mild. weather. Yeah. yeah. like totally bizarre. Alright, now that I wrapped up all my questions about that for now, back in the beginning, you said that you weren't allowed to... Watch
2: Thundercats. Watch Thundercats
0: because <laughs> Thunder, of magic. Yeah. Well... How much yeah. magic was on the show? Because I know... I honestly don't know.
2: All I know is you oh, say Thundercats, He-Man. ho. No, yeah. it, like... I did the sword thing. Yeah, he I think yeah. he had a sword thing when he would do Thundercats. Okay. That's when he would say Thundercats. I forget. But, the, yeah, there were a lot of shows. Like I definitely couldn't watch He-Man. No. <laughs> Smurfs. Smurfs. You could watch the Smurfs? Could not watch the Smurfs. Okay, I
0: couldn't watch the Smurfs. Yeah. There was yeah, way Smurfs. too much like witchcraft in that. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't and, uh, read Harry Potter. Yeah. But mine was way, way less strict. Like structurally than what I'm expecting to hear from you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. So I mean, it's um, for those of you
2: listening. Hello.
0: (laughs) So so like (laughs) suave.
2: Yeah, nice. I was raised uh, as one of Jehovah's Witnesses, and so um, it is pretty pretty strict uh, but we watched Star Wars and so that's the thing is that there's like a lot of double standards now looking back mm-hmm. that like Star Wars has the force and the force is just like magic but they call it the force right? <laughs> you know but Star Wars was cool you know but Harry Potter definitely not cool <laughs> um but, you know, yeah. they, Yoda is just, like, the same as... Uh, who's, like, the guy in Harry Potter? Uh, oh, what, Voldemort? Or, no. Oh, okay. He, I was like, the, he, I don't even really know Harry Potter that oh. well.
0: Oh, so. about Dobby?
2: I don't know. Like, who's the guy? the te- Like, the main guy with the beard that knows the Dumbledore? magic? Dumbledore? Dumbledore? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but it's like... It's all the same thing. Okay, you're so saying like
0: masters that teach people Right. Yeah. Okay, then yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So
2: it's like Yoda's the master, Luke is the the student and it's the same it's the same principle, it's the same thing, but it's just called a different name and so it's kinda of, yeah. It's kinda of weird. Like it just um, what the a, Bible condemns magic, so that yeah. was definitely off the plate. What
0: about Narnia? Nah, I've never gotten to Narnia. Were you allowed to? I don't know. And
2: like, it wasn't like the, that organization that kind of like oversees everything. They're very careful to, they rarely name anything specifically. Okay. So they're very careful not to tell people like, you can't watch this or that, like have a list of like what you you can't listen to. They've done it like a few, like a few times they've mentioned stuff by name, but it's usually pretty rare. At least when I was there. But, um, that you knew, like, if you, weren't, oh if you weren't supposed to watch you knew. This <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy, any magic. But then Disney. Yeah. Disney yeah. was okay, To Like, we watched Disney stuff. And Interesting. So it's just. And yeah. you
0: listened to the episode with Jarman, the last one, where we mm-hmm. talked about Disney Oh, a lot. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That, 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 oh, that, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Disney had a lot of funky stuff going on there.
0: Right? It's super <laughs> strange. So, like, did they do that to. N- to leave it up more like to the parents decision like with the kids or it was just, they just want to encompass like a whole bunch of different things so they weren't going to I guess it does seem weird to write out a specific list of what's okay and what's not
2: right like, because then you have to con- continually update the list as new yeah. stuff comes out so awful. yeah like the idea is like they believe in uh, teaching and living by principles rather than rules and laws for the most part although they have a shit ton (laughs) (laughs) rules and laws but they don't call them that they're like no it's up to the individual and it's like but it's really not (laughs) I'm very familiar but um so yeah I mean with with the way that they view entertainment it's like as an organization they 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 you know don't want anything to do with magic they don't want anything to do with like shouldn't have anything to do with violence which that's a whole other and like sexual immorality um like that stuff like anything that contains that it's just off limits so rated r movies like definitely you're not watching rated r movies pg-13 was like yeah people like you know the edgy people watch pg all
1: right, all right. <laughs>
2: no but it's it's pretty i think at this point it's like accepted pg-13 is just they, people watch that but yeah so it's so they say like these are the principles don't bring these things into your life you don't want to have them they're going to corrupt you basically mm-hmm. and so you stay away from those like things. temptation and all yeah. that kind of thing yeah, yeah. that makes sense pardon your heart so that like the more you watch violence the more you come become used to it and then it's not a big deal to see
0: someone killed yeah I would like to think that there would be no amount of movies that you would watch that you would not be affected by that kind of visual (laughs) right but you know um that is interesting it's not too far off from because I I was raised Baptist mm -hmm. which I'm not a part of anymore. Right. So some of that, I definitely see as similarities there. Like I wasn't allowed to do a lot of the same. Almost literally everything was the same. Like yeah. I couldn't even use cursed words or use words that was basically like a replacement of right, a curse yeah, word. Euphemisms. Exactly.
2: Yeah, you can't say G's because that's short for Jesus. Right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like you might as well just say the real thing. Like, but I don't want to. That's the point.
2: <laughs> and actually I didn't wasn't even thinking about Jesus when I said G's, I was just thinking <laughs> of Gs like that's surprising or whatever.
0: <laughs> I still spell G's with the G though. Yeah, that's a hot debate I hear. That's weird.
2: Yeah. I think some people spell it with a J though. I've heard. They're wrong though. <laughs> They're wrong. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, geez.
1: <laughs> yeah, well yeah. It
0: just doesn't work, man. No, it definitely doesn't. <laughs> so when did you get out and how how was all this like have you noticed it affect your life these days? Um like so, himself, you know what I'm trying to say.
2: Yeah so anyway I just like I'll give you a quick synopsis of my first 32 years of life I was my parents became Jehovah's Witnesses right before I was born and so um I was raised from the time I was basically from the time I was born until I was 32 you know I was in in the organization until I was 32 and I'll refer to it as like the an, the organization that's just like it's the what we like what Jehovah's Witnesses next Jehovah's Witnesses call it. So, so you know, elsewhere you might call it the church or whatever, but basically when I say the organization, that's what I mean. Um, and so I was raised in that and brought up in that. And I was like I was very much in it and loved it and um, <clears throat> fought like followed it to a T like was passionate about you know one of the things Jehovah's Witnesses are best known for is um, proselytizing you know going door to door and um, that was something that I was passionate about I was passionate about sharing what I believe to be the truth with other people because I really thought that it could help others improve their lives and I still think that the you know overall principles and things that they believe can can help people to have better lives when um, there's a change needed uh but also um, you know there are things that I think at this point I just don't see eye to eye with or agree with anymore And mm-hmm. so um, but yeah so I was very passionate about it I did this thing as a Jehovah's Witness you can uh, do what's called pioneering which is you're basically uh, a pioneer you spend 70 hours in the ministry each month so um you don't get paid for that or anything it's all volunteer and you know you support yourself however you know with whatever job you can to make sure you get your 70 hours so i did that for a while and then when i was like 20 i think it was when i was 24 i so there's like different levels like i think at baptist church there's deacons is that are deacons a thing in the Baptist Church, or is that that might be other? Uh, but, I'm, I'm not the best, best <laughs> <one to ask. laughs> but anyway, like you can gain responsibility in the congregation, basically. So, okay, you know, that ministerial servants is like the first step for a young man. Women can't be can't have that role because. That it's a patriarchal setup. Yeah, good
0: and, point. I
2: didn't <laughs> think about that. Yeah, yeah. Women can't even like they can't speak at the like they can't teach the congregation. Hmm. Um, so that's. That's something, but, but <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot here. But we get, just we go down all kinds of rabbit holes. I like that.
0: But, That's something. Uh-huh.
2: But anyway, so uh, yeah, so I like I became a ministerial servant when I was 18, which is like you have responsibility in the congregation. You do like do certain things. Like I was, I became the congregation like accountant basically. So I mm-hmm. kept track of like all the donations and collected them and deposited them and that sort of thing. Um, and then the kind of like from ministerial servant, if you continue to progress, you'll eventually become an elder, which is, um, one of the teachers in the congregation and you, you know, you help the members of the congregation, like counsel them and, and have different other responsibilities. Um, so I was an elder too. I was appointed an elder when I was 24, which is pretty young. Dang. Yeah.
0: Is there any (laughs) like identifiable like visual that someone is an elder like you get fancy no, robes no, or something no, oh. no no okay um is it was all equal Y'all
2: yeah pretty much okay. it's not yeah there's no there's no garb is that your
0: phone nope that would be my computer uh, Hush.
2: <laughs> it's recording right <laughs> yeah okay, it, it's recording it's just making it's own noise at the same time um but yeah so the yeah they are very much against like uh <laughs> it's, they say they're very much against like classism, like the priests wearing the robes and like identifying one person as higher than another um and so <clears throat> that's not something that they, they've got going on but anyway so uh that was where i was at uh you know just super passionate and grew up in it and um like read my Bible every day, like did ever did everything really the way that I should do it. And I got married young uh, when I was twenty and
0: 20? Oh, oh, 20. Yeah, twenty. Gotcha. Yeah. I was like, Where's the other number? <laughs>
2: yeah, no, when I was twenty I got married and that's pretty common among Jehovah's Witnesses to get married young. Oh, okay. Partially because like they believe in abstinence before marriage. So it's like by the time you hit 20, you're like, I gotta do something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it might explode.
1: <laughs> oh, that was
2: great. Are you like encouraged to like get married quickly? And I mean, yes and no. Like the, the, It's another one of those things where it's kind of like, you should wait to get married but if you've got urges, you know, do what you got to do kind of <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's so lock
0: someone down. It's
2: kind of like two-sided there. And so um, yeah, so I got married super young and obviously at 20 didn't know myself or that really the the person that I chose to marry and it just was it was not the right thing to do. I <laughs> you know, and um, there were you know, I would never talk, like, poorly about my ex. She, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. not expect that from nah, you. I, yeah, I mean, she, she's a good person, and um, <laughs> for the most part... <laughs> I don't think she'll ever listen to this, so it doesn't matter. Now, I know she won't. You're, you're claiming to be the devil, so she's definitely like, well, listen to this, I'm safe, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's, there's no chance she'll listen to this, yeah.
0: <laughs> but anyway,
2: long story short, it was just a mistake, like... She, she had a set of issues that I was not equipped to deal with. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, I'm certainly not a perfect person and I have my own set of issues and kind of stuck it out for, or did stick it out for like 10 years. Wow. And, uh. Just like because they they don't allow divorce, Jehovah's Witnesses don't allow divorce. Oh, it's like you can like you're so even if you like even in a situation where there's abuse, like uh, abuse, it's like you separate from that. You can separate from that person, but you you wouldn't get divorced. Like you hmm. just stay separated and never remarry.
0: So if your partner dies. You can't remarry either? Yeah, if your partner dies, that's the one. Okay. You're good to go. Okay. Yeah. Is there a high (laughs) uh, murder? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be surprised. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No. I bet I would, though. Yeah,
2: that's actually in the Bible. Like, the uh, people, I think it was the Pharisees, like, posed the question to Jesus, and they're like, well, in the, like in heaven or like uh, like once all like we come back to life like if someone if this lady got married and her husband died her first husband dies her second husband dies her sixth third husband dies she marries six different guys who gets her like in the end basically like when they're resurrected or kind of thing and jesus Mm. was like nobody gets her i
1: was about to say like is that
0: that a thing (laughs) that happens yeah
2: this was in heaven he's like angels don't marry nor are they given in marriage so
0: yeah like i wonder you're supposed to like worship the lord aren't you when you go to heaven for like eternity i I think that's like what you're doing sounds like
2: yeah and and, i mean that's a whole we could just i could
1: (laughs) That's true. That's true. I
2: I can tell you so much. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but so, yeah, there's, uh, there's other things going on there too. But, and long, long story short, um, divorce is like not a accepted thing. And I got to the point in my relationship with my ex that, like, I was completely miserable. Like, 100% just completely miserable. And, i had tried to do everything that i i'd done everything that i was supposed to do mm-hmm. and you know there's a verse in the bible that says like the god won't test you beyond what you can bear and it's like i called that <laughs> scripture because i couldn't bear it like it's just that i mean i i did everything i possibly could and i just wanted to die man I, like i really wanted yeah. to kill myself and it was kind of a daily thing where I just was like ready to end everything but I you know I had two children and there's no way I could ever do that
1: how
0: long did you stay like that I mean it was probably
2: I mean probably the last three years of my that we were together that's exhausting that is a lot of work I mean it it was difficult like from the beginning but yeah um it got it got rough for sure mm-hmm. and i mean not to say that it, again like not to say that everything was all bad like there were good moments during the that time but right. the, that was the overall feeling and so it was like look dude either you kill yourself and just leave everybody behind or <clears throat> you socially kill yourself and leave everyone behind. And leave everyone behind. But at least you, if you do that, you're still alive to take care of your kids. And your kids can still have you in their lives. And So, um, that was the choice I made. I mean, that was...
0: Three years in the making.
2: Yeah, I mean, really, it was... Um, there was stuff that happened the first week that we were married that I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, oh, this was no. A, so, it was like the entire time. Like, it was just kind of... but. It was there underlying, but I try. You know, I was being
0: trying to do my best to be good and just like work through things. Like, but I mean, from what I can listen, like here, that he <laughs> did a hell of a job. I don't think I could have lived with that for three years. I have my own depression, but it comes and goes yeah. less frequently than something that long. Right. I don't think I could withstand. I, I definitely would have broke.
2: Yeah, and I I did go to eventually like started going to uh, therapy sessions and like i even went to therapy i took different medications and my therapist wow you
0: did try a lot
2: That my my therapist was like like your situation your depression is situational mm-hmm. like this and so i was like well i gotta change that situation and so anyway um so i did what i had to to kind of kill myself with everybody mm-hmm. which was basically um i uh it's kind of hard for me to say but i'm gonna share it with you you don't have to no i mean it's it's it is what it is and the thing is i'm at a point in my life where it's okay if people judge me because it doesn't matter like you care think you think of me what you want
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i mean they're going to regardless
2: yeah and so i mean i, I cheated on my wife I, I started a relationship with with someone new and before i told her i was leaving before i did anything physical but mm-hmm. the relationship was there and I uh, you know looking back i wish i did that differently i wish i had just left and ha- like and um not put her through that emotional aspect of it without like giving her the opportunity to process with me, just saying like, I'm done, I'm leaving. But I was just, you know, my, my whole, like my family, my whole world, like I knew everything was going to disappear. And so there was no way that I could do that by myself. And so, um, I didn't. I, I wouldn't say that I used that person that I got in a relationship with to accomplish what I needed to accomplish, but I, like in a way, I did. Um, not intentionally, but looking back, I'm like, well, that that wasn't fair to her either. Because, That's what you're saying, right? Yeah, because that was I, I should have been, you know, man, and just and just did it my like did what I needed to myself, and so I have regrets, man. You know, it's.
0: True. Sure. I mean, you've grown from it, right? obviously. Yeah, I mean, you're an amazing guy. You're still here. <laughs> Thanks. So man. I mean, it's definitely difficult to look back at past situations like that, and you're like, "Well, I should have done this." And you know, like a lot of times, I will look at shit that I of all the shit that I fucked up, and I'm like I don't, I didn't have the strength or like the mental like path. I I couldn't have done it the right. way that I should have. I just I wasn't like smart enough or keen enough. I didn't have what yeah. I thought I'd. I didn't have what I needed, really. I right? Was no.
2: When you're under duress and or whatever you want to call call it, like that, you know, you make it's basically survival instinct. You know, is mm-hmm. you're just doing what you need to do to survive. And so, um, so I did, and um, uh, so at that point, basically, I got this. Uh, I did that, and then. Got this fellowship from the congregation, which means that you're no longer, like, they announced, like, Dan Riley is no longer one of Mm Jehovah's Witnesses, and that means that nobody talks to you anymore. Mm -hmm. So, they just, everybody cuts you off, including my family, uh, you know, my father, my mother, my brothers and sisters. And so, uh, fortunately, with my children, although they're still being raised in that faith, I have, like, parental rights to them, and they respect that. So, um so i still have you know i'm able to have a relationship with my kids good um but again even too that's another thing that's like really difficult because at some point that's probably going to end as well because they basically will have you know an ultimatum put upon them by everyone else in their life who they love and care about that says like well you have to choose it's like it's it's yeah, they have to... Jehovah or it's dad, like it's God or it's dad like you can't have both and so um,
0: that seems so insane that you would have to give someone like that the, like that. Like, you shouldn't have to ask them that. Right
2: and that's why like when we f- first talked about having this discussion you know I said that you know I was in a cult basically and that's, um, that's one of the main reasons, that's really hard for me to say because I love my family I love like I still love my friends that I grew up with that are part of that organization that are Jehovah's Witnesses Um, and so it's hard for me to say that I was part of a cult but like that's with those that belief system you have to believe everything it's like a hundred percent or you're not welcome and so um, that's you know, that's what cults do. It's like if you don't yeah. if you don't if you're not hundred percent on board, they they get rid you know, they give you the boot. They're
0: pretty adamant about the whole hundred percent thing, yeah. Yeah.
2: And so, um yeah, so anyway I did that and uh then so I was this fellowship. Then I actually so when you're disfellowshipped you can get reinstated and that's like you get welcomed back to the congregation but in order to be reinstated you have to have quote works befitting repentance is what they call it so in order to have works befitting repentance as a disfellowshipped person you can't talk to anybody like you can't go out and preach or do anything like that but basically you just need to show up at the meetings and like be at all the meetings and study for the which is church that's what we call our church you know meetings be there and, you know, do all your readings and your study and your praying and all that. So, um, so yeah, I, I was out for like three years or almost three years, and but almost the entire time I was going to meetings and like, it's just because, you know, I wanted to be back, at, at part of it. Mm-hmm. And I, the thing was, is that it wasn't. At that point, it wasn't the organization that I really felt like I needed to leave. It was my marital situation that I needed to leave. And that was the only way I knew how to do that. Um, And so I did, you know, I went to meetings. And you go and you sit there and, like, nobody talks to you. Like, two years going to... The kingdom Holy hall shit. sitting sitting there like people like people don't look at you like every once in a while like you might get like someone that gives you a little smirk and like a head nod like good job or keep it up or like something like that but that's pretty pretty rare and so wow <clears throat> anyway so i went back and then uh about six months later <laughs> i got um uh, an interview for uh, a marketing person for my company mm-hmm. and uh, up walked Jana. Mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's like... What heavy foreshadowing! <laughs> <Up walked> Jana. <laughs> I'm Jana. <like>, oh, God. <laughs>
2: Uh, for those of you that don't know Jana is my wife (laughs) and uh, yeah so I interviewed her for this marketing position I had available and like the interview lasted close to three hours and I hadn't dated anybody in like two years and when that ended, I was just like, was I just on a date? I, this is really weird. And so she got the job. Um, <laughs> she got the After job. After three hours, uh, yeah. I would think so. I actually made her come back to a second interview the next day.
0: <laughs> Did you really? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: oh, that's excellent. Because when we were talking, like, I recognized things about her personality that would... I just wanted to set certain um, expectations
1: okay. about
2: and I don't think she would I know she wouldn't mind me sharing but it's just like um, I, she's super creative uh, as you know you know Jan well like yeah she's just like she's brilliant she earned her job <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well yeah she's uh, and so with and I could see that with her and with a lot of creative people you have to have like specific like outlined goals and knowing from myself too it's like you have to have timelines you have to have goals and things Mm -hmm. like that so that's why I wanted to talk to her just like look I want to hire you but like we just need to say like if we're going to do this then we have to be able to work with goals and timelines and things like that And um, she was cool with it Um, I'm terrible
0: at setting goals for myself most creative people are oh, oh God.
2: i know the importance of them <laughs> but, but i'm also terrible <laughs> with doing. Hey, but i
0: feel like you're, you're a successful business owner so i think you have to be better than most people uh, i don't know or most creatives <laughs> maybe. i think maybe. maybe i don't know i mean you created a, a music festival yeah so working with people setting plans and deadlines i <laughs> think you got that one pretty pretty good I, I still could improve, but thank you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Thanks, man. <for> sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, so anyway, she got the job and we worked together for like three weeks and then we just decided it'd be a better idea to just date each other <laughs> instead of working together. Enough. And uh, so
0: But like back to Did you ever actually hire a marketing person? Yeah, her. <laughs> yeah, but then you'd just be dating. So, did she still work for you at the time?
2: Uh kind of. Okay, <laughs> yeah, she kind of. Uh, it's like I didn't know if she, she like left. No, like, like oh, she shit. helped me, and I was just like, I don't need a marketing person. Who <laughs> <laughs> like I'm in love. What do I need?
0: <laughs> <laughs> marketing, marketing, <laughs> exactly.
2: Let's go to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. That's basically <laughs> how it went down. That's uh, great. But yeah, anyway, so. Um, But back to the the religion and the faith, like so. At this point, I'm back in, like I'm reinstated. I'm a Jehovah's Witness again.
0: Oh, you actually got reinstated? Yeah. So
2: I got reinstated.
1: No, you (laughs) did. Yeah,
2: I did. (laughs) uh, Like for six months ish, (laughs) (laughs) and then I meet Jana, and I'm like, marrying, um. They strongly believe that you should marry only in the Lord, which means you marry a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, that Um, makes sense. And uh, so marrying someone outside of the faith is... It's not again, it's one of those things it's it's a rule. It's definitely a rule, like you're not supposed to marry someone who's not a Jehovah's Witness, but you can't get kicked out for doing that. Like mm. it's it's not a punishable sin per se. Okay. More as it's just like, eh, you're not a very spiritually strong person. Kind they of kind of situation. look down
1: on you. Yeah.
0: Like, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um Actually, no, that's not fair. That's really stupid.
2: But that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so but anyway, long story short. <laughs>
0: it's a good story, though. I asked. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> um, so sex is definitely something you're not supposed to do before marriage. That's like...
0: Most religions.
2: That it, but you can be disfellowshipped for doing that. Okay. And so I'm not a person... like uh, I to try to be an honest person. Uh, I like I'm not going to hide stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we got to a point in our relationship where it moved to the natural progression of things that happened. Right. Um, And I was like, all right, well, I guess I got to go tell the elders that that, uh, I need to be disfellowshipped again. (laughs) (laughs) That was basically how it was. (laughs) I just went and I was just like, hey, guys, like, I'm dating this girl. (laughs) I'm going to marry her. Like... Uh, but yeah, we're we're having sex, and uh, sorry, (laughs) but I'm probably not gonna stop because it's fun. Oh,
1: fuck! (laughs) Oh, six months, like
0: oh, sorry, guys, about
2: that. Yeah, and so I mean, uh, you know, one of the things that I've struggled with over the years is that, like, that I put my family. Like, because of my, my, basically my own selfish desires, mm-hmm. like, I put my family through the, the, and like everyone that knew me and loved me through the whole thing of like losing me again because of like what I wanted. But on the other side of that is that I, at that point, I wasn't like, I, I wasn't like really doubting per se, but I just wasn't feeling it a hundred percent. And I knew, that marrying janna and being with her was what i wanted to do for the rest of my life like that i i knew for sure and i was like you know what like it's gonna suck for a little while but like i'll i i got reinstated once i can go like go through the process i'll get reinstated like I'll i'll get reinstated again you know once we're married and like it was like a month of having sex before we got married because we got married in like three months <laughs> so no, I yeah I mean um
0: That's so fast yeah <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> well, well wait did you have like a legit marriage like,
2: would it, would it, yes, we are legit married. <laughs> <laughs> what does that we got a marriage license, I'm not saying like get you know, a fake marriage, but I'm like, no. We I didn't. guess, do you have like a, 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 a wedding? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Both of us were kind of like anti-wedding.
0: Just but Yeah, I guess I'm not surprised by that.
2: <laughs> and and so, uh, yeah, Deanna worked for a wedding magazine for years, and so she was like, I don't want like to go through all that headache and stuff. So we, uh, yeah, we just uh, kind of like eloped on the beach down at Tybee Island. And uh, her
0: parents were there, okay. and it was just them and us. And, uh, um, I was about to say, you cannot plan a wedding in three months. And a guy who married <laughs> us who
2: I don't think was wearing any clothes under his robe. I'm pretty <laughs> sure about that. And also, he somehow worked JFK into our... A wedding like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can't even remember, man, but it was like <clears throat> there was some quote he used for J F K and then he just like went off on a tangent. It was like it was really shame when J F K was assassinated. Oh like, my god like, no. they're, they're, while we're getting married, we're like, dude, come back we're like we're <laughs> just just say like, do you take so, <laughs> you know? Like And now you'd
0: be like, You're right, J F K. Yeah Moment I mean, of
2: it silence, was, please. Right. It was <laughs> tragic for sure. It was a, no, national loss but
0: time and place
2: <sighs> right
1: not very well. we
2: could talk about it after I would have been cool with that <laughs> like can we
0: put a pin in that and come back to it <laughs> kind of I specifically
2: time. told this guy because he marries people on the beach on Tybee Island it's like one of the things he does and he's got a website and i looked and he's got like pictures of him and he's wearing like khakis and like a hawaiian shirt or something like that and that's cool but then there's some other pictures where he's wearing like a robe and he looks like a priest and i was like dude whatever you do do not wear the priest outfit like i like not religious i don't want to like we don't neither of us are religious we don't want the priest outfit just come casual whatever you want to wear is fine it's cool I swear that dude was so drunk the night before so that he just woke up late because he was late. He was like 10 minutes late getting Holy there. Holy shit. And he just rolls up, rolls up. He's like his face still looks slept on. <laughs> like his hair's what? sticking up and he's wearing a robe and I'm like, there are no socks going on at the bottom <laughs> of that robe. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is very suspicious. I think he's just like shit, I don't have any clean clothes and he threw the robe on and ran down to the beach. (laughs) Oh,
1: my God.
0: But. I feel like that fits way better than him rolling up like super proper but just like khakis and a shirt.
2: Yeah, I mean, it kind of went with the whole last minute kind of situation. (laughs) We did have like a little reception kind of thing at her parents' house a month later or something like that but we didn't have a a big full. There you go. But, yeah, so. um, Yeah, so I I got disfellowshipped again and, then for like the next two years i went to meeting sync same, same situation again again like just like all right like uh, you know I'm, I'm sorry shouldn't have done that should have handled it a different way you know that mm-hmm. sort of thing so i went back and when i went back to like You have to have like a reinstated so when you're disfellowship there's three you meet with three elders and it's like it's called a judicial committee so to get reinstated you have to meet with that same judicial committee and they decide if you're okay to be reinstated basically and uh so i went back to them and it was two years later i had been going to like every single meeting like doing all things i'm supposed to be doing and they're like yeah we don't really think that you're repentant enough so we need you to just like Just keep doing what you're doing. and Two
0: years? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah.
2: Keep doing what you're doing and come back to us. I was like, well, when do I come back to you? And they're like, that's, you know, we can't tell you that. What? And... was like what six months a year like what i think
0: they could totally tell you that
2: yeah and so that kind of like i got super discouraged after that and then that kind of made me start having some doubts because i know like jesus is all about forgiveness and if you're following what jesus said and someone comes Mm. to you and tells you that they're repentant they're sorry like you should tell them that you love them and that it's okay and give them a hug and welcome them back um, especially if you've been seeing their face without talking to them for fucking two years.
0: That's yeah,
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Holy, like the first time
0: you have a conversation, you're like, "Oh no, <coughs> you're still shunned. You can't, you can't talk to me again for like at least another two years." <laughs> right. What? Yeah. I'm like, I wouldn't. Yeah. That's. Can you expect someone to do that? I mean, I guess you can. I guess that's what they do. Yeah. I can do this. All right, wrap my brain around it. It's fine.
2: <laughs> it's not fine. It's, <laughs> it's not wild.
0: <laughs> it is very wild. Um, but yeah. So
2: at this point, I haven't. It's been almost ten years since I've talked to any of my family. Like my, oh. I uh, you know every once in a while I send a message to my parents or my brothers, sister. But um, I don't hear anything back from them, and. It's just they, you know, they feel like they're doing the right thing.
0: Oh. Is that you? Yeah. sorry. Oh, okay. Yep. I just want to make sure someone was uh, getting was, their phone. I thing. wish it, I need to turn this thing so that it doesn't. Oh, that's fine. Me. I mean, it's fine. But uh, you have to know when you're getting phone calls.
2: I don't need to know while I'm in here. I'm. But well, what
0: head. if it's an emergency? Uh,
2: <laughs> it'll be fine. I can wait. It's fine. <laughs> like. <laughs> fair it's enough not that um there we go it's not that pressing besides jana knows how to get a hold of me if she <laughs> if she needs to so um but that's the only person that would have a real emergency that i need to deal with so. that's true but anyway so uh yeah so that happened and then like the the thing about the whole situation there is that it just like was so embedded in me that it took kind of like took seven years for me to get to the point where I decided that it, you know I'm just like I'm not going to be part of that anymore and I was still kind of like on the fence like holding out hope like just kind of like well I know I should and that was always the thing too it's like I know it's the right thing I should go back like that's what I should do mm-hmm. and it's like um, it took a long time to get to a point where I realized that. I
0: mean, you're there for 32 years, you said. Yeah. That's, that's a long time. Yeah. Of living a certain way, just to be like, I'm totally different now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it took me a long time to, and I'm still kind of deprogramming, mm-hmm. but um, I think I'm doing a pretty good job at it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't seem culty to me whenever I talk to you <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll try to turn up
2: the cultiness <laughs> oh, okay <Yeah. laughs> if you feel the need I get some like square rimmed glasses with silver frames
0: <laughs> I think that would help it was like you're about to turn into Superman <laughs> oh shit I just forgot Lois call- no not Lois uh Fuck, what's Superman's name? Clark- Lois
2: Lane. Clark
0: Kent. Clark Kent. That's what it is. Who's Clark Gables?
2: He was in, uh... Why do I know that? He was in the, um, Uh, uh... That's uh, famous southern movie that a lot of people love. Uh, Gone with the Wind. hmm
1: Honestly, frankly, I knew exactly what you were dear. thinking. Of. Yeah,
2: frankly, you're, I don't give a damn. That's the only thing I know <laughs> yes. that he ever said.
0: Like, I think everybody knows that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking.
0: It's like I had none of the words, and you just had all of them. <laughs> I'm the best at words. I know all the words. I wholeheartedly
2: <laughs> believe you there. Definitely. Uh, no. That was my impression of a
0: certain person.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't want to say the name. So, did it, like, were you musically active this whole time? Like, when did did that start? So, I started,
2: yeah, I started build, playing uh, music when I was 13
0: okay so yeah definitely
2: and so i started like immediately i started writing my own music because i was dyslexic growing up and mm. so i mean it was like i was probably 20 years old before i could read like really fluently it was a struggle um and i can read fluently now but i'm still not a fast reader like i would much rather listen to something on audio <laughs> book than try to read a book like um, it, it, it just takes me a long. T- I'm just slow. I've t- I've done speed reading stuff, and I, I've gotten a little bit better. Okay, I feel but, like
0: you're, you're fighting your brain, so
2: yeah. And so yeah. I, but I learned better. I learned very well verbally, so I, I tend to listen to to books and stuff. But anyway, so yeah, the, the where that ties in is that when I first got when I got my first guitar, I tried learning other people's music using like tab um, tablature mm-hmm. and whatnot and it was just so confusing to look at to me and to try to transfer the notes and stuff so i just i was like you know i i learned chords and i'm like i've got words coming to me like i should just write them down and write my own stuff so i started writing when i was 13 and then um started to play like when i was uh in my early 20s I started playing some gigs like I pl- used to play do you remember Millennium Music used to be on the, dude
0: absolutely yeah
2: like on the corner of uh, King
0: and Calhoun yeah I now used- it's a sad Walgreens or something yeah yeah <laughs> oh, dude, that thing was huge
2: I played there every Friday for a
0: while for what like,
2: yeah I played wow. a standing gig there for a while um, and uh, I'm. that's that's actually do you know do you know Butch mm-mm. Martin Butcher mm-mm dude he would be a good person to have in here
1: all right he's deal. A
2: cool dude um but anyway i met him he's a like music legend around here um <sighs> so now i feel ignorant <laughs> <laughs> well i mean he he keeps it low-key as the best he can but he's a he's a star man um so anyway i met him through there but so i started playing some gigs and stuff like that but uh and i actually went <clears throat> i went out to nashville and I met with a few uh, like publishing companies. Mm-hmm. That's how songwriters typically work in Nashville is through publishing companies. They write music. The publishing company owns the music based on their contract. And then the publishing company sells that those songs that they write to, you know. Like whoever. artists? Yeah, around. artists, yeah. Oh, okay. And so... Huh so I, I had looked into that and I was trying to do that and I went I met with some companies and I ha- I got some good feedback no one was like like wanting to pick me up right then but I did get some good feedback and basically what they said was like we really like what you're doing like we think that you that you're a good writer we want you to write a hundred songs and come back and like bring us those hundred songs and then
0: we'll we'll get a hundred songs yeah yeah. That and seems so, like a tall order. Is that but, not
2: a lot? I mean, it is a lot, but Nashville songwriters typically like the ones that are grinding mm-hmm. will easily write 2 to 300 songs a year. Like they're what? writing a song a day basically. Like Holy you know, shit. Doing, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah.
0: I can't even do a drawing a day. <laughs>
2: yeah. But that's what they're... I mean, that's what they're trying... That's what they're doing all the time. And so...
0: I feel like what percentage is good song? Yeah. I, I think you have to have Yeah, well, so that's
2: the thing. It's like, yeah. I mean, you get some good ones, though. So I did write I mean, a lot. You have to. <laughs> I did. Yeah. You got to get one good one out of 100. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the, it's all numbers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I... like. I, came, I, I left Nashville and I came home and then um, my first daughter was born and it was like music just went away because I was just had other things going on and then my son was my first son was born and then I went through a divorce mm-hmm. like so music went away for about 10 years um, maybe not uh, 8 or 9 years something like that and then uh, this building that we're sitting in Right here is the first place I played. Really? Yeah. When I came back from my uh, hiatus.
1: Damn.
0: So. Yeah, we're at
2: Coastal yeah. Coffee Co- Roasters. Yeah. Yep. Played right in that other
0: room. Did you do I open did- mic or did you have a like a gig? No, I had a gig. Jackie Fuck yeah, play, man. Yeah. Yep. It was Starting awesome. off running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I've never been. Uh, I, open mics are. I just don't. I'm not patient enough, man. I, I don't mm-hmm. like like. If I'm coming out to play music, I'm going to play music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're going to do, like, the whole works for, like, two songs. And, uh, I
2: mean, I'm going to sound like an asshole saying that, but that's just... Welcome
0: to the podcast. <laughs> All right.
2: And I do, I love hearing other people play, obviously. But, um, yeah, I just, I like to, I'm an efficient person.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: And so I try to make the most, uh, like, efficient use of my time. So we'll just leave
0: it at that. Fair point. Yeah. sir. Mm-hmm. But, um... Very nicely said.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So I started uh, playing some gigs again and, um, like, just started host like, uh, Janet did a story on the Knights, the Knightsville General Store, mm-hmm. a couple three years ago, and that was when I met the owners there, and I started the Knightsville Porch Jam, um, and that was basically just a way for me to be able to play not at night. Um, it was very self serving. <laughs>
0: I mean, it was a good idea though, because <laughs> before COVID, you're still doing it, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we stop like every year we stop in December and take January, and February off just because it gets cold and people don't want to come out too much it usually gets pretty thin so um but yeah so i started doing that and just other stuff playing at homegrown brew house and playing here at coastal and just meeting a lot of cool musicians and that's i've tried to make as many connections as i can um and it's uh it's been really good because it's you know i lost uh you know when i was uh, basically, when I was 35, I lost everybody in my life. Like, everybody except for my two children and my wife and her family. Mm-hmm. And so, like, but everyone else, all my friends from the first 35 years of my life and my my whole family was gone although i I do have uncles that are not witnesses that uh, they're still in my life but it's just they're they live out of state and so we don't see each other that often so it's not really i mean i love them dearly and they're they're so special to me but um you know it's not like community or having you know family close or anything like that so that's uh you know musicians here around town have become my family i feel like so
0: i would definitely like from an outsider's perspective that's how it looks for sure yeah you rarely see you not in a situation that somehow is dealing with music (laughs) unless i see you working like in your van or something like that (laughs) usually there's like always some kind of like guitar or musician around you or something's happening
2: (laughs) yeah it's uh but it's good it's good and that's that's helped me to kind of deal with that loss a lot so
0: did you like were you hit with any uh i was gonna say an inspiration but i think it's more of like a, almost like a deep desire to like express any of that or at all or just...
2: yeah i mean definitely so i've written a lot like a lot of what i've written in the past few years has been kind of about that and i i took a trip. Um, I think it's three years ago now up to a place called mountain light sanctuary in north carolina i don't know if you've ever heard of that but mm-hmm. whereabouts outside of Asheville, it's in, in, in near the national forest or it's actually in the national forest i think oh and, yeah that's a good spot yeah and it's mountain light sanctuary it's like it's really it's a magical place and if you're like if anyone listening is like going through some shit, like i recommend going to that place because that that land is healing and it's it's mm. like I, I like i've never really believed in sacred ground before but when you stay there it's like you know that you're on sacred ground and it's really
1: interesting yeah it's
2: really really hmm. interesting
0: i have um, not heard of that before
2: but yeah so i went up there like i w- basically <laughs> to lead up to that to going there um jan and i were watching a seth rogan special on Netflix one night. It was like some fundraiser thing he did, and he's got the Muppets on there. The Muppets come out, and they start singing Rainbow Connection. (laughs) And I just, like, lost it. I broke down, and, like, like, yeah, it just like it triggered something like rainbow the muppets were always special to me when i was a kid that was something we could watch was the muppets and like i watched that with my family every week when i was a kid Mm -hmm. and rainbow connection was like a super special song and uh so that came on and i just cracked and just like fell apart and it was it was a couple months where i just could not Mm. pull myself up and so Jana just was like look you you need to just do whatever you need to do. If you think, going you know, going out of town would help, then you should do that for however long you need. And she found that she found Mountain Light for me. It's a really cool setup there because you pay whatever you can. Like
0: cool. Okay, so, that was yeah. one of my questions. I was going to ask like the cost and whatnot. Yeah, so it's like you just, you go and it's. Uh, on a donation basis this kind of thing. One of, like, the first immediate is, like, hey, we're here to help you. Things right. that I could possibly have seen. Yeah. Like, so many different situations like that require, like, X thousands of dollars. Right, yeah. Which is only going to cause more stress and struggle for someone <laughs> who needs the help. Yeah.
2: Right, exactly. And so I just went up there, and uh, I took a few days and meditated and, like, wrote a lot. And um, I went for a run one day on the trail through into the national forest. There was this place called Fairy Falls, mm. and uh, that's I had looked at the map at the house. And it was super easy to get there. It's like a trail, and then it's like a right turn off of the trail, and you get to Fairy Falls. like easy and I talked to some people who had gone up there the day before and they told me they're like yeah it's like it's not it's like not very strenuous at all it's pretty easy so like I like to trail run and stuff I was like I'll run up there like I love waterfalls I want to go see it so I'm running and I get to the spot where I think the trail should be like it's weird I don't see here Um, this boulder formation looks like the uh, something that I should be seeing according to the map, but I'm just like it's there's no trail here, so I'm hmm. just going to keep going. So I keep going, and I'm like, like oh, this seems like it's taking a little bit longer than it should. And then the trail started getting super steep, and I'm like, man, those people must be super fit because this is strenuous. <laughs> <laughs> like, they said this was easy, like this is not easy. <laughs> They're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, track them down after this so i keep running but i'm like but i know like i looked at the map i know the trail is going to be on no it wasn't on the right see i can't even remember now it was on the left hand side of the trail uh, and so maybe that's that was the problem the whole time but anyway so i keep running i'm like i know it's right up here i'm gonna come to any second now and i come to this to a crossroads like where it cross the trail comes up to this gravel road and i remembered that gravel road on the map and it was like a mile past fairy falls Damn. and i was like i was like fuck like i'm at a like i'm at a crossroads <laughs> yeah. and, and i was like oh shit, <laughs> this is this is deep no so i like i was at a crossroads and i'm like the only thing to do is like to turn around and go back and find like find it like find the way that i'm supposed to go and so all that time i was on this path like plotting ahead thinking it was where i needed to be but it wasn't
0: and so damn that's symbolic
2: yeah and so i I ran back and i'm looking for that trail for fairy falls and i never found fairy falls what no (laughs) shit (laughs) man i saw so i'm coming back and i see this fallen tree and it's like this tree fell over a trail and i was like there's a trail maybe I read the map wrong it's on the other side of the trail so I jump over the tree and I run down this this um, trail and it comes up to this spot in the river where there's like these huge boulders just covered in green moss and it's just like wow, the most beautiful perfect place and i just climbed up on on top of the rock one of the rocks and i just sat there and meditated and listened to the river for a long time and i was like what what do i do from here how do i process this loss that i'm feeling because that's what happened you know when when i broke down it was basically just i had for seven years kind of just ignored mm-hmm. that loss or just not dwelled on it and i still. To this day, try not to because it just makes me sad. But yeah, I'm glad that we've been talking about it. (laughs) So I try not to focus on it. Yeah, but it's 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 good to have these conversations too because it's part of the healing process, I think. And um, but anyway, so I just was like, what do I do from here? Like, what's the answer? And part of me was starting to feel like some anger or resentment. A little bit towards my family not uh, i'm not an angry guy so
0: yeah i did not start
1: coming <laughs>
0: like the nicest guy uh,
2: or maybe even just disappointment but you know part of me wants to like just grab them and be like hey like what the heck like you you know me you know who i am you like what how could like well, how can you let this keep us apart basically, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I know that they feel like they're doing the right, in their mind, they're doing the best thing for me because they're – and it's kind of weird because it's kind of like blackmail. (laughs) Because they're like we don't – their hope is that by being cut off from your family and your friends that you'll come back. And it's like, well, that's – that's mm-hmm. kind of blackmaily. Like, we're not going to talk yeah. to you unless you think exactly the same way we do.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I'm to have to agree with you there.
2: <laughs> and so I was kind of having some mixed emotions about that, but I just sat on that rock and, like, and meditated and was like, what's the answer? And it just came to me. Like, I actually saw the word. It was, like, it was definitely a spiritual kind of experience that I had listening to the river and 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 just like look searching for that answer and it was just i mean it's the simplest answer in the world it's love it's like love is the only answer in a situation like this you like if you hold resentment or anger or hate for people that doesn't progress things in a positive way it only makes things worse and so You know the only like so i determined you know at that point that when i if i start to have negative feelings or um you know those kind of thoughts is that i'm just going to turn to love and then also kind of made a an agreement with myself that every so often i'll just send my family a reminder of my love for them and so i'll write a letter and i don't apologize like i did you know d- d- you could argue whether or not i did anything wrong in this situation mm-hmm. but i don't f- like i typically the first person to say sorry i say sorry much too often <laughs> people that know me well like tell me to stop saying sorry yeah. because i just <laughs> I, I just i want everything to be cool <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, i can't blame you for that I, mean, I, shit. <laughs>
2: I apologize too often but in this case i'm like you know what i have to like decide like i don't need to apologize in this situation they're choosing i made choices that brought about certain things but they're also making a choice and so we're both making choices that are they conflict with each other Mm -hmm. and and so and that's okay like the like not everybody in the world is meant to agree 100 percent, and that's acceptable to me and so when i write one of my love letters basically mm-hmm. it's uh, it's not about like saying sorry like you're hurting me it's not anything like that I'll usually just write something like a memory of when I was from when I was a kid and be like hey uh, you know I was thinking about you and I remember this time that this happened and that's really a precious memory that I have and I love you and I hope that you're well that's amazing so
0: that is probably <laughs> the best gift i think in that situation you can give them and that's fuck, that's incredible and it takes a lot of strength in my opinion for you to to make that decision and stand by it so so strongly thanks man but, this is right i'm impressed but yeah a so, little goosebumps actually <laughs> <laughs>
2: but yeah so i mean that's that's just how i try to how i try to go through life is with love and um
0: I think the topic's pretty on point.
2: Yeah, I mean, with especially with everything we've got going on around us right now, um, we just need a lot more of it in the world.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I would say uh, a lot more of it. And and it's definitely the harder road to take. It's so much easier to be hateful and angry all the time. It's right. Very challenging. To do the opposite
2: (laughs) (laughs) it can it can definitely be challenging at times and you know sometimes people don't think that you're sincere (laughs) when really yeah because in a situation where you should be mad or you should be angry
0: like if you react and, a different way that it's like all right he's lying yeah, it, to me or it something throw,
2: like. it'll throw people because mm-hmm. they're like well you should be cursing me out or like mad but instead you're being kind like this doesn't compute <laughs> you know it, 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 and that's okay because there's we and i don't i mean god i don't respond perfectly in every situation like for sure like but I make yeah. I make the effort to do the best that I can. And it's like the thing with what we've got going on right now that just to me sucks so bad about racial inequality and like all this all this stuff is just that you know the the people that have been oppressed for so long in this country have responded with love for like the past 30 or 40 years. (laughs) Or like, just.
1: So true.
2: I mean, back when the shooting happened at um, Emmanuel AME, like those people, those men and women went into court and forgave Mm -hmm. the shooter like days after he killed one of their family members because they were trying to follow christ's example and like trying to like really have love in their lives and extend that and so it's like if they can do that you know it's possible for us to do that too but at this point in history it's like something's got to change like there's got to be systematic change yeah for, for things to get better and people in power need to see that and need to start Doing things to make that
0: happen. Yeah. Because, stop ignoring the problem and just hoping it just will resolve itself. Yeah. It's obviously not going to resolve itself. No, because it's
2: it's a system that was put in place. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So I mean, that's and that's really like with my music. That's when I when I play that's an expression of my love you know and that's uh i get energy from that from being in front of people and entertaining people i'm a i've always been like a ham anyway so <laughs> <laughs> like i want the attention look at me i'm dancing Woo! <laughs> do you dance not well <laughs> or do you dance on stage uh, I mean, I, sh- I would say I'm more shimmy than I do. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> I'm not Your a Your hesitation I was like, oh, where <laughs> no, are you I'm dancing not. these days? I, I, oh,
2: yeah, well, <laughs> that's a different kind of dance. <laughs> that's the Dan dance.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I just made that up. It
1: that's not never. a real thing. We album? It's a real thing.
0: We should call it the Dan Dance. Do the Dan. <laughs> Definitely naming this episode the Dan Dance. <laughs> That's that, uh, I can get behind that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it has
0: been kind of a dance,
2: hasn't it? Hey, think yeah. about
0: it, <laughs> a lot of back and forth and like yeah. two stepping and nope. nailing that spin at the end i don't know i don't i'm not spin dude i'm not the best answer i can move to the beat yeah but i'm not necessarily i don't know what i'm doing like three steps ahead of myself so there's so many times where i'll like do something and then i'll try to go into another move i'm like nope i didn't set myself up for that yeah. yeah like oh god damn it yeah i hear you man to... i'm
2: way worse than that oh
1: uh,
2: yeah but
0: you have a, you have a dance named after you
2: i know that's the that's the irony of it really <laughs> when you think about it
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god there's so much fun you could do with this on stage with the guitar you can make a song about it it's a dan dance yeah i might i'm gonna think about that and then again that also sounds like you're performing for like an elementary school
2: i do that though oh do you? <laughs> yeah well my kids classes
1: oh well all, yeah, okay yeah, all
2: my kids have gotten in and played for
1: was like, uh, yeah, that's like that's
2: so fun man that is like the most fun to play for elementary school kids because you come to school like this is school where they're learning stuff and they're sitting in their classroom and they're like doing math and then you walk <laughs> in with a guitar and their minds explode they're like
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that be awesome.
2: <laughs> and then you play a few songs terribly, and they're still happy. <laughs> they love you. They have so much love, yeah. little kids. <laughs> oh, man, it's great. It, yeah.
0: Literally, to this day, if you can prevent me from doing math, I will love you just as much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't have to do math.
1: My head explodes. <laughs> Yay. Yeah.
0: yeah. that's awesome. But, yeah,
2: so, I mean, that's that's where i've been and i uh it's you know i'm just i'm trying to figure out now like a more meaningful way uh or uh, not necessarily a more meaningful way because music is meaningful in and of itself but like trying to tie in um you know m- my
0: like more avenues,
2: yeah. My passion for like social justice mm, and racial uh, racial equality with my music, and um, it's something that I'm working on. And like this whole situation has really been a wake up call for me because I've never considered myself a a racist person by any means right? um, because I I wouldn't consider that either by the way. Thank you. I love all people but I realize that by you know not speaking up at times when I could have or I should have uh, you know I've become complicit Mm -hmm. uh, with the at the very least the system or the people making those offhanded remarks or or that sort of thing so that's something that you know I'm Uh, I'm definitely highly aware of and trying to trying to make changes and try to find a way to contribute positively and uh, bring make things better man
0: you know spread more love yep I like that that's a damn good message man It's probably one of the best messages I've had on the podcast To be honest with you well you're Satan <laughs> I know
2: the love message doesn't come up very often <laughs> that's true I guess the
0: most loving thing that I talk about is trying to love yourself um, yeah dude which uh, is which is important and hard yeah. at the same time but it, it it needs to go further a lot of the times as well like, yeah yeah loving yourself is that can be tricky it can sometimes it's harder than loving other people yeah yeah yeah
2: No, for sure. That was, I mean, that's one thing I learned about myself going through everything that I've been through is that, like, um, I never uh, really forgave myself for things or, you know, like past mistakes and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, like, one of the things, like, one of the main teachings is, like, two commandments that are the most like important in christianity are love god your father with your whole heart soul and strength and love your neighbor as yourself that's what jesus said like do these two things and you're straight yeah, he didn't say straight but i'm just throwing that in there I'm bringing <laughs> him up a to bit. date a little bit a little bit yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but that love your neighbor as yourself thing like it didn't occur to me till i was like 30 something that like in order to love your neighbor as yourself you actually have to love yourself <laughs> <laughs> right you know so the caveat like, there <laughs> right you can't hate yourself or think you're a freaking loser or, or it's something you know and in order to properly care for other people you have to also see your self-worth and mm-hmm. yeah like I, I believed growing up that like jesus died for jesus died for our sins like his his death like cleansed us of sin but like i kind of like believed that for everyone else but for me i'm like now nah, my sins still count I'm pretty <laughs> sure like <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, that's a really good point though
0: <laughs> i have never
2: thought about that <clears throat> yeah because i could forgive other i could forget i like that is one of my strengths forgiving like i can forgive like if you say you're sorry to me i'm pretty much good i'm like okay cool let's uh, let's move on you know
0: mm-hmm. um i'd definitely say if they mean it when i say it it's easy to for me to accept yeah I don't like it when they're just saying it just to say it. Yeah. They don't apologize to my face because you think you need to say sorry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They'll
2: be half-hearted about it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because then it's just, it's valueless.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But yeah, so so I was really good at forgiving other people, but just not so good at myself. So that's something I've been working on in the self-love area. That's very hard.
0: I feel like it's because you know so much, like, you know, the depths of your sins. Right. And you're looking at other people, like, you only know, like, the tip of the iceberg, probably, that you can pick up or perceive. Or maybe a little bit that they've explained right. to you. So it, you don't get, like, the intensity of, like, their situation. Yeah. Whereas you literally swim in yours. And you're like, this is worse than I've ever heard from any other people. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the imposter syndrome kind of goes hand in hand with that.
2: if you, you ever felt no. that way? Like, what do you mean? So if people, like, the saying that it would come to my head is, like, if people only knew the real me. mm you know yes
0: yes I do know that
2: and so that's kind of like I think some people refer to it as imposter syndrome it's like people see you a certain way but you know like like you said the depths of your own Whatever mm-hmm. depravity, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our, our own like whatever it is, um, so shortcomings. Yeah, yeah. You're it, like
0: showing like a just a little bit of who you are out there for right, people. Right, but that's
2: yeah, but that's everybody. You yeah, know? and definitely. One, yeah, and that you know that's one thing that I had to come to grips with is that I am not the accumulation of all the mistakes that I've made. That's not who I am as a person, and. I used to identify like that kind of identified me for a long time. I just felt I always had this heavy guilt and just like I've made these mistakes like, so I'm not a good person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, uh, I try my best to be a good person. Might not always be a good person, but I try my best. And um, yeah, the, the fact that I make mistakes is because I'm a human and that's okay and yeah. as long as I'm not like haha ha, fuck you like uh, I don't care <laughs> like
1: holy shit I would uh, lose my mind if I ever heard you say that <laughs> oh I'm gonna say it <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna come out of nowhere you yeah,
0: yeah. blew my
2: mind I'm mean, gonna like run you over the parking lot man and I'll be like ha.
0: <laughs> as long as you hold a guitar <laughs>
2: musically run you over yeah
0: Okay. Yeah, blow my mind we'll do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness! Oh man! yeah it's a long story, but I like the ending of, and where you are and how it it made you who you are' cause I, I really like who you are. Thanks, man. I think you're I a like good who person. You are. Hey, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel. <like. laughs> Look at this little love fest. I know there. it's funny because we're saying that, and like my <laughs> knee jerk reaction was like, "God, you're such a better, nicer person than I." <laughs> <laughs> see,
2: yeah, I was like, "I can't
0: say that now." Fuck.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can, but I mean,
0: I can't. On the episode, we're talking yeah. about loving ourselves. Yeah,
2: but I mean,
0: <clears throat> see, I feel like I I do love myself, and I'm. I definitely accept and I like who I am a lot Mm -hmm. but I can also very much stand by the fact that I still think you're a much better person than me (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) you're losing your gauges dude
2: (laughs) I know
1: it just
0: like fell out of my ear it's the headphones yeah Yeah, damn headphones um yeah I feel like I could still easily stand by that like I don't feel less loving of myself for just acknowledging the fact that you're a better person than me
1: (laughs) 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 oh
2: man we need to like alright we're, we're gonna start a project it's the the Dan and Caleb project and we're just gonna <laughs> list out like all the bad stuff we've done in our lives let's see <laughs> it has a longer list
0: like, oh, I don't I don't wanna do that now uh, see here's what well, I'm well, thinking well that's
2: how how else are we supposed to determine who's a better person
0: <laughs> that's dude, a fair I killed point. the toad the
2: well, other day that's a fair point I killed the toad dude I was so sad
0: Hey, man, I've put firecrackers in a toad's mouth before. That's not cool, man. I know, because they don't spit it <laughs> out. Did you know that?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> they don't have the muscle to spit things out of their mouth.
2: Oh, because they're just like trying to get stuff in there. Yeah. yeah.
0: So if you put something like that in there, they're going to have a really hard time getting it out. And they're just they're wow. not used to anything like that. They're not used to <laughs> firecrackers being shoved down their gullet? Yeah, well, they kind of stick out like a cigarette, so it's kind of funny. Yeah. I didn't light one, if that makes oh, sense. Oh,
2: you didn't light it. Well, see, yeah, you're see slightly that, better than I thought. So save that for later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to do it. I'm like, this poor innocent Thank toad. Goodness, I can't, like,
0: blow a toad up. Yeah. Besides, that's just, that's a bad sign. You're out there, like, murdering innocent animals, like, well, oh, fuck. Yep. You're going down the wrong road there, bud. That is definitely the wrong road. And in my, <laughs> I will say that my toad murder
2: was an accident. Accidental oh, I homicide. I fully expected it to be <laughs> an accident. I was working on pulling our back porch apart because it needed to be taken off the house because we need to build a new one. And he was on the deck, and I saw him. And I was like, hey, dude, what's up? I was, like, talking to him for a second. And then I had this big <laughs> – I mean, like you do. <laughs> I
1: know. I totally know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I know
2: you do. <laughs> like you do. You talk to him. <laughs>
0: and, oh, goodness. Oh, and so I was, like, all myself.
2: knocking this piece of wood loose, and it fell right on top of him. Oh. And, like, I didn't realize that it fell on top of him because I forgot he was there, and he was kind of blending in with the wood. He was doing mm. this little disguise. And then I lifted the board, and he was, like – if you could see my arms and legs right now folks he was just like 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 splayed out stereotypical
0: like homicide chalk yeah it
2: was and i was like oh no little toad i'm so sorry man
0: that's so upsetting when that happens to one time i hit a bird when i was driving yeah and it was the worst because I could see it fall in the rearview mirror.
2: oh that's happened to me before that like it hits and then goes, goes up. up and down oh, you and see then it?
0: there was another bird hopping around it. they were flying oh, together no. day killer right there that, yeah however, I went back later in the evening and it wasn't there I mean, anymore so
2: <laughs> you think it flew away?
0: I have two constellations in my brain that I'm going to play with. Either right. a the bird was just stunned, R- and it would be. it could, like, was it healthy enough. Off your windshield, yeah, maybe somewhere. like at least went to the woods and healed up a bit. Right, his or, buddy
2: like put his wing under him, and helped him hop off. Right, it's like
0: <laughs> walking around like very human. Yeah. Or. or b the dead bird fed something. That was a natural part of life. So right. I would like to think that my my homicide wasn't in vain, as disappointing as it is. It's so, like, sad. It is. Animals should live. Yeah. Says the vegan. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's right. (laughs) That's right. I mean, it's hard to argue that. I'm not going to lie. It's hard to argue that.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're sentient.
0: And they do have a lot I mean, of weed. We don't need to go down the vegan road. I we, know. We've covered a
2: lot. I mean, that's another ballpark. There's nothing that, I mean,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're doing. The only thing I'm going to say about vegans is like, hey, you're not contributing to the mass farming of animals, and that's badass. Yeah. So that's, that's where I'll put my pin in the yeah, vegan and,
2: uh, movement. For, for me, like, me it's just always been more of a, from a health aspect. Right. Although, since everything's come to light with, like, the how farming affects mm.
1: uh <clears throat> yeah
0: how about ozone that and all that blew so, my mind yeah when I found that global out.
2: warming and climate change then shit like, cow okay. farts well, man
1: yeah <laughs> cow <Cal> farts yeah <laughs> yeah
2: uh it's animal agricultures
1: hmm
0: Alright, well before let's we do end in. up going down that rabbit yeah. hole cuz I feel I can feel it coming on right now. Yeah. I, I will too easily go down there. <laughs> it's not, not even say, like argument, just like a discussion, you know. I just want to just keep talking. Save
2: that for when Jana comes. She can talk to you about that. Oh, I
0: don't know if I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could handle that.
2: You definitely couldn't handle that.
0: <laughs> Plus last time that's all dude man talked about was her being vegan, so Who? Dude Man.
2: Dude Man. Who's Dude Man?
0: Dude Man from the previous podcast, Dude Man.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm just fucking with you,
0: Brian. The last podcast was Crowd Conversations. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway. Yeah. That's that's where we will end this conversation.
2: All right, well goodbye. Plus, I friend.
0: really have to pee.
2: I have to pee so bad. Basically. Okay, good. Yeah, but We're on the same page. like 30 minutes. Right? Yeah. Me too. Okay. But I'm trying to look relaxed. Trying you look... look wh- I'm surprised. <laughs> I did not think you had to pee. I'm gonna pee
0: really bad. Okay, well, hey, thank you for telling your story <laughs> and like... Cool this is a perfect timing store like message and it was not planned obviously we had no idea this disaster was gonna happen all right um but it, it's very fitting you know right. it's a good message and i like it a lot well thanks
2: it's, for having me on man hell yeah
0: brother all right talk to you later bye everybody because you suck jimmy